Hello everyone, my name is Tom and welcome to Pop's Devotions. We're on day four of our 15 days of devotions in Jonah. Before we get started, why don't you hit pause, open your Bible or app to Jonah chapter one. Pray and ask God to help you to hear what he has to say to you today and read Jonah 1 verses 6 to 17. Why don't you hit pause right now and I will be here when you get back. Welcome back. Let's get started. Today we are focusing on Jonah chapter 1 verses 6 to 10. And here are some things to consider. I once woke up to find my boss standing in front of me with his phone out, taking a photo of me while I slept. This would have been weird and creepy, except I had fallen asleep at my desk at work when I was meant to be, well, working. He was taking a photo because he thought it was funny, which was much better than the outcome of getting fired. I can imagine when the captain found Jonah sleeping, he wouldn't have found it as funny as my boss. Everyone else was fighting and praying for their lives while Jonah was catching some shut-eye. Get up and call on your God, the captain yelled at him. What a rude awakening. Remember yesterday we talked about God telling Jonah to get up? Now the captain was telling him to do the same thing. The command of God was on the lips of the pagan sailor. On deck, the sailors have been praying to every god they can think of. Baal, Zeus, Thor, the god of pancakes. None of them had worked, but maybe Jonah had a god he knew of, but they didn't. When he came up on deck, they cast lots to figure out who was responsible for the terrible storm they were facing. I like to think they played scissors, paper, rock, but... I'm not sure that game had been invented yet. When it became clear that Jonah was responsible, they bombarded him with questions. They wanted to know his job, where he lived, his country and his people. These weren't just get to know you questions. They believed that people groups and locations had their own specific gods. If they could determine Jonah's God, they could figure out how to escape the storm. They needed to ask these questions because nothing from Jonah's behavior made it clear that he was a worshiper of Yahweh, only that he was running from him. Yahweh is the ancient name for our God, who was also the God of Jonah. The sailors were becoming the collateral damage of Jonah's own broken relationship with God. When Jonah responded to the sailors' questions, he didn't answer them all, but he did say, I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and dry land. Which only highlighted the stupidity of Jonah's desire to run from the God of the ocean on the ocean. But little of Jonah's behavior made sense or reflected that he truly loved and honored his God. Would the people in your life know from the way that you live that you are a follower of Jesus? Jesus calls us to be salt and light in the world, people who make the world better, pointing them to the love and truth of God so that others may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jonah was living in the exact opposite way. 
He was bringing calamity on these innocent sailors because of his disobedience. Christians don't always get a good rap in the world. Sometimes it's because we're holding fast to God's word and living lives that honor him, which offends the people around us. But sometimes it's because we're holding on to prejudice and disguising it as religion, or we're imposing our morality on others who don't worship our God when we should be introducing them to the God who loves them and letting him be the one who judges and changes hearts. Other people shouldn't suffer because of the way we choose to live out our faith. Jesus was the most uncompromising follower of God, and he did not inflict suffering on those he encountered, but brought healing and truth. In fact, instead of bringing suffering, he took the suffering of the world upon himself at the cross, defeating sin and death and offering new life to all. We should be known for being followers of the God of heaven and earth. Not because we bring storms and disaster on those around us, but because we live like Jesus, bringing love and truth to bear, even to the point of suffering for the sake of the world, like Jesus did for us. As Peter encouraged his readers to live in the opposite way to Jonah, he encourages us to live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 12. Here's something to reflect on. Who in your life reflects the love of Jesus in their words and actions of truth and love? How have they shown you more of what God is like? Here's something you could do. Find one thing you can do today to show the love of Jesus to those around you by your words and actions so that they might better know God. And now, a prayer to pray. God of heaven, I'm sorry that I do not always live in a way that reflects your love to the world. Thank you that Jesus has shown us how to live in the world. Help me to reflect his love and truth to those around me. Well, that's the end of today's devotions. I'll see you tomorrow for the next part of Jonah. If you think this has been helpful, feel free to recommend it to friends. They can go sign up for the daily emails and start from day one at tomfrench.com.au devotions. Be sure to give Pops Devotions a rating and review on Apple Podcasts as it really helps people to find these devotions as we get going. That's it from me. I will see you tomorrow for more Pops Devotions.